Welcome back to the Wrestling With Words podcast. My name is Cameron. I'm a writer, an editor, and your host. Here, we talk about all things related to writing and storytelling, and the goal is to help you tell better stories while also understanding how the best stories are told. Today's topic will probably relate to just about every writer out there, regardless of genre, age group, or where you're at in your own career. On their own, these four do's and don'ts of dialogue might not be as powerful individually, but holistically and conceptually put together will help make your dialogue more interesting and engaging while also making it feel realistic and have actual impact and value. The first don't of writing dialogue is to avoid monologues. This is something that I'm sure every writer starts out or has at one point in time overdone. I can distinctly remember that with myself, I overdid internal monologues more than I should have early on in my writing career. But the biggest thing that we want to avoid when it comes to our characters monologuing is them rambling or at least appearing that they're rambling on the page one thing to kind of consider and to, to think of this is when was the last time that you were in a conversation with someone and they were monologuing it probably felt preachy or that you were being lectured and the same kind of happens in our stories and on the page dialogue is a little more dynamic than that there's a give and a take there's a back and forth to it Monologues have their place, and internal monologues have their place, but most times we want to see our characters, when they're talking, to be challenged or pried at or questioned or even just have an interesting discussion. And our first do on this list kind of helps break and recognize when we might be monologuing, and that one is do read your work aloud. This is one that I did not do when I first started writing, or at least early in my writing career. But now it's kind of a best practice or or a standard practice of my own and something that I suggest a lot of times to clients that I work with. Reading our work aloud really helps it come to life and helps us recognize where we might be falling short or where dialogue might feel clunky or even sound awkward and misplaced and out of character for that matter. It's a bit like having a play sort of come to life. We can start to see this conversation or see our dialogue in real time and then position our characters however they might be in the scene or in this conversation. Reading our work aloud kind of helps it feel and helps us get a a finger on the pulse of what feels natural in the context of the scene or the conversation or whatever's on the page. It'll also help you identify what might feel flat or even forced. And going into our second don't, which this don't paired with the next do are probably the most important of all of these on this list. We want to avoid our writing sounding flat or coming off as blunt. People, or characters for that matter, often have a very hard time, and often never do, say exactly what they mean. Rarely do we get a flat out, clearly stated declaration 
of a character's flaws or why they are the way they are. Rarely are we told or rarely does a character tell another character what their exact intentions are, how they are feeling, or even what they are thinking. Telling in your prose will have a time and place, same with showing, but rarely does telling in our dialogue ever have a time or a place. Try to avoid having your characters just come out and say what they feel or what they want or what they think for that matter. Some ambiguity in their motives, their messy messaging, and even just skirting around a subject will add more tension to your conversations and it will also feel more realistic. And the second do on this list is to lean into that subtext. This is often more interesting, more engaging, has more tension in it than what is actually being said. It's more often the things that aren't said that are more interesting and are more important. Again, showing and telling in prose has its place. But when one character is talking to another character, them just telling is often a missed opportunity. People have a hard time speaking about their feelings, filtering out their biases, acknowledging their flaws, and filtering their takes and commentary. These are all very natural human occurrences. People say the wrong things. People say what they don't mean. It's those things that are often very interesting in a conversation. And there's a lot of ways we can view language in general. Language can sometimes be like a sparring match filled with parries and feints. One misstep and that's it. But it can also be a bit like a tennis match where one character is in charge the whole time, sending the other character back and forth across the court trying desperately to maintain some sort of grasp or keep up with whatever the conversation is. Language is very dynamic in that regard. It's ever-changing and shouldn't feel flat or even direct in that manner. Don't number three is one that is probably more common amongst younger or newer writers, but is something that I see happen all the time. And sometimes I find myself that I'm a little bit guilty of it, but this gets usually hammered out during revisions or during an editing phase. And that is to avoid using many different dialogue tags. This may feel like something that needs to be done to spice up the prose or to show how well-versed you are and show that you have these sort of creative writing chops. But more often than not, Using dialogue tags that aren't said or asked or even just avoiding or trying to avoid using those dialogue tags comes off as a bit amateurish. I don't mean that in a negative way. A sort of soft rule is that 90% of our dialogue tags should consist of said or asked and the other 10% can be those sort of more complex dialogue tags. But we really want to avoid using these other dialogue tags. This again kind of falls into the bucket of telling and showing. It almost feels like you're forcing us to interpret or you're forcing an emotion onto a statement that's being said. There are a lot more creative ways that we can express how someone is shouting rather than just saying they shouted. 
There are also better ways to write or express how a character might perceive the way that someone or or how they are feeling about the way that someone said something, as in, in a response. But that does lead us into the next do on our list, and that is to use said more than you think you should. Said and ask are the bread and butter of dialogue tax, and for good reason. If you feel that this is constraining your creative ability to express your dialogue, try and think of more creative ways to express or conjure up the emotion that you want to invoke that a character is using when they're speaking. Combining dialogue tags with movement and action can often carry a lot of weight in a good way and often be the backbone of establishing an emotional response or emotion in your dialogue. Sticking to said and ask will force you to come up with other ways and look at your characters and see what their mannerisms are and how they express themselves in the context of a conversation. We don't want to just slap a complex verb as a tag, as that can sometimes feel like you are forcing the reader to interpret a certain thing that someone's saying in a certain way. And sometimes if we do a good job of establishing the way a character speaks or the way in which they interact with another character, we sometimes don't even need dialogue tags at all. Having established clear voices for each of our characters will let them stand out amongst your cast. And we can sometimes go on and have entire conversations without a single dialogue tag, which sort of segues very easily into our final don't. For our final don't, we don't want our characters to sound too similar to one another. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to make every single character these extreme examples to have them stand out. Sometimes a little bit goes a long ways. If everybody seems like they are speaking familiar, but one person has an accent, even ever so slightly, that one person will stand out much more clearly than any others. Same goes for mannerisms or the way that someone is speaking or the action tags that you might associate with that or even slang that they might have. The biggest thing is that we don't want our characters to all start to blend together. And this can also sometimes happen if we lose track or we are using pronouns too often. If we have a scene where two characters that are the same pronouns or even a group of characters where multiple characters have similar pronouns, it can be very hard to keep track of who is speaking, especially if we are using just pronouns to go off of. Same thing goes though if we are using multiple characters with multiple different names. This can often be hard to keep track of who is who, but if each character has their own distinct voice, it becomes much easier. And our final do kind of helps facilitate making those characters stand out. And that is to really consider the background of your characters. The background of our characters will have a massive influence over the way that they speak and the way that they approach certain conversations. Find out what makes them stand out. Do some have accents? Do some talk with their hands? Do others have a strong stance on something or have sayings that they always say? All of these should be considered and made to sort of fit naturally into your narrative, but should also be consistent. If we have one character from one part of the world and they have an accent and they run into another character from that same part, they probably should have a similar accent or at least we should acknowledge if there's maybe a different dialect or something. 
there's nothing kind of more frustrating than not being able to keep track of a large cast, especially if the dialogue and the story is engaging. And we should really consider all of these points when we are crafting our dialogue and our stories. Each one of these on their own won't fix or make your dialogue great. Just like not just one writing tip or piece of writing advice will make your writing better. It's the implementation of all of these things that will create more interesting and realistic dialogue. But that's a good place to sort of wrap things up when it comes to the do's and don'ts of dialogue. Let me know what you're wrestling with and if you have any topics that you might want me to cover next. You can do so by either sending me an email, messaging me on any of the social media apps, or leaving a comment down below. That's all to say. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.